What's up, everyone? It is your girl, Amber Gardner, a.k.a. A.G., and you are here for another great episode of A.G.'s Truth. I am so happy to see you all. It has been great. It has been moving, and we have made it through, y'all. Today, I have a great guest on today. He is an author. He is a man of many hats, and I am very excited to see what he has to say on today. Today, I have Mr. Daryl Harmon. Daryl, how are you on today? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for this platform, Amber. Thank you for inviting me on your show. It is my pleasure. It is very, very, very much my pleasure. So, as my listeners know, I can talk with the best of them. One of my favorite shows is actually Different World. There's a character on the later seasons that went from Cosby to Different World called Charmaine on the show they okay. have where she talks a whole lot and talks very fast. My mother likes to fast forward through her part sometimes because she talks very fast. Yeah. Back in my right. day, I had Charvet disease. I learned to slow it down with the help of public speaking and a journalism degree. However, as much as I like to talk, I do like to be able to let the authors or the entrepreneurs, the influencers, whoever come on my show, I like to let them be able to tell the people a little bit about themselves, a little thing we used to call the elevator pitch, so to speak, at Hampton University. 30 seconds to okay. a minute of us telling us about you and about who you are. So who is Daryl? Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a father. I'm a growing entrepreneur. Congrats. Congrats. And, most recent, right, and most recently, I've become an author, something that uh, I had no desire to do initially until I got into parenting a teenagers. <laughs> and I realized, I, yeah, it's like, things going one ear and out the other, and then you're hoping that you're around for them to get what you're trying to give them. And just uh, another way for me to parent was for me to write this book so that it will forever be there and they can reach back on it and say, oh, my dad did tell me about this. Let me get the full meat of what he was really saying. So that's uh, that's pretty much in a nutshell who I am. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Being 25, of course, I'm still young. But being 25, yeah. looking back at, you know, my teenage years, it's like, and, and mind you, my life was not, my, my life was not easy. I've had hardships at a young age. However, looking back at my teenage years, it's like, well, thank God, you know, I dealt with some different stuff. You know, mother, you know, became a single mother after a certain period of time, homelessness and stuff. But it's like, thank God I wasn't having to worry about paying no rent along with not knowing where I was going, where we was going to stay. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, right. I got to worry about now, it's like, woo, as much as I did not like, you know, some of my experiences, you know, dealing with the homelessness, me and my mother and, you know, my uh -huh. mother's health issues and stuff, I'm grateful I did not have to worry about rent technically. And know some folks probably right. be saying, well, if you was homeless, you didn't have to worry about rent. Well, well you know, it. It's a little different for the fact of I was not grown, so it gave us opportunities to get a little bit of help that we may not have been able to get if I was a little older when all that happened. So it's right, like, thank God right. on top of that, I wasn't having to worry about, technically having to worry about grown folks' problems. So right. looking yeah. back, it's like, mm, it's like as much as the struggle was real, <laughs> the struggle could have been worse yeah. if I was a few years older when all that decided to happen. I thank God he had me deal with all that before I was legal. <laughs> right, you got you got to give them credit. 
Exactly. He had to knock it out. Knock it out before I could put a cigarette to my lips or drink. Right. Then you would have been fully adulting. Oh, Zach. Oh, ooh. I, I, yeah. I cannot have dealt with the struggles I dealt with and had to do full adulting. The the fact that I had to fake adulting in some situations because of right. what I was dealing with at a young age is bad enough, let alone having full uh, it's it's one thing to have to mature early due to the fact that mm-hmm. you had to deal with certain struggles. It's another right. thing to have to mature early and then those same struggles are filling your face once the world feels like you should have it together now. It's, right. it's two different oh, yeah. conversations. Yeah. So oh, once you get past a yeah. certain point, they have no more sympathy for you, so to speak. This is true. This <laughs> it's is no true. longer, oh, they're so mature at their age, you know, they're making it do regardless of their adversity. It's, okay, so why are you still with this? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no sympathy. No sympathy. Exactly. There's no yeah. sympathy after third age. That's not the conversation, man. Right. So a you smaller Christmas, a smaller Christmas gift as well. Exactly. Ex- oh yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. A smaller <laughs> Christmas gift. I know we as women, you know, the the blue boxes are nice, but blue boxes be costing the same amount as cars. You know, you can give me a car instead of a blue box. You know, right. I, right. I can I can get wish jewelry on the body. No, let's just tell them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that, that car can get me everywhere I need to go. You know, we take right, cars right. with blue boxes. You know. Right. The box can be red. I'm good. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but you say your yeah. children, actually your teenage children, inspired your book a bit. Please tell me some more about that because I I got a feeling there's some stories behind that right there. How how the teenagers well, inspired I mean, the book? Along with as as a parent, I'm four seven. Okay. And I'm 47. The world has changed so much. Yes. And as you go along, as we move along, we see things, and we try to prepare our kids as my parents prepared me. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, when I was in my 20s, my grandfather told me, he said, Daryl, two things you're going to need to learn. You're going to need to learn Spanish, and you're going to need to learn how to type, one of which I mm. can do, the other I cannot, and I see why he said that I should learn how to speak Spanish, and I'm sure the world can see mm. why we should learn how to speak Spanish. So this is just the natural movement of being a parent, trying to prepare our kids. The fear of it is that they don't get it. And so my kids now, they're into what they're into, and like I said, they just it goes in one ear and not the other. I'm sure some of it sticks, as most of it stuck with me. As I said, mm-hmm. learning how to type and learning how to speak Spanish, among other things that they uh, imparted in me. And so that's what I wanted to do. And these two very things, dealing with credit and dealing with cash flow, which is my book is about, those things can really wipe you out and set mm-hmm. you back for many, many years. And so before my kids get out the gate, I like for them to know, this is what you need to pay, pay attention to. Pay attention to your credit. These are the things you should not do. At the same time, if you miss my word and these things happen to you, this is how to correct it. This is how to get it back on track and dealing with the cash flow piece of it. We look at the world right now where we're all in limbo, waiting and holding, waiting for a stimulus. I wouldn't want my kids to be in that situation. Definitely, definitely. And I I love the fact, um, of a 
an unlikely source to some people, and I, I say that with a, a cringe on my face because it should not be an unlikely source, but some people, unfortunately, may not expect a man of color to be talking about credit and cash flow. But I love the fact of it maybe coming from a source that everybody would not expect, so to speak. I wish I had known more about it. I remember college. Mm-hmm. I had my little credit card. It was a Wells Fargo credit card back then. Yeah. And it ended up getting shut down or whatever. And mind you, that's not even still on my credit. The thing that's on my credit right now that hurts my credit the most is there was a Victoria's Secret credit card I had got on a yeah, choir yeah. trip, store card. Right. I bought right. like $50 worth of stuff. And I think I did like a second purchase of like $10, $20 worth of stuff. stuff. And I forgot I had it. And as right. I forgot I had it, it just kept building up interest, building up right. interest, building up interest, right. building up interest. That was when I was 19 going on 20. This is five years later. I still owe money on that joker. It is on my credit, and it is in the triple figure with how much I owe them now, off of less than $100 worth of merchandise because I forgot I had it. I don't even, like I said, I don't even think the Wells Fargo card is still on my credit because whenever I check my credit, the Wells Fargo card does not come up because it was just shut down. That Victoria's Secret store card, that joker sit there like a sore thumb. And I I have a small amount of student loans. But both of my uh-huh. student loans were um, federal. One was subsidized. One was unsubsidized. Um, it was less than, um, it was like $5,500 worth of loans. So it's okay. only at like 6000 7000 it's, it's hit a little bit of interest over the last few years, but nothing crazy. Nothing I didn't right. expect if I wasn't able to get it paid immediately. But right. that store card going from less yeah, than that to right. Was it over four? It 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 hit like four five times the amount by the time it played out how much I owed them. It was like at least three times what I thought, and it sits on my credit. And it's one of the well, biggest things on my credit that got that credit looking funky. That's why I don't fool with credit funky. cards now. I've tried to apply <laughs> yeah. for them. They say my right. credit ain't right enough. Yada yada yada. Right. Yeah yeah it's yeah. Just yeah. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> well, well, the good the good thing about my book is I do I talk I have a section in there I talk about student student credit. Uh, because that's the one thing you're a target there. You go to school, oh, yeah. don't have any money. You may have had a job when you were back home, but you've gone away from school and you're surrounded by thousands of people with different things, different activities to do. Classes are short. You got all this time in the day. You can't do anything. Pressing your parents for money, and you know they send you that credit card. They send you multiple offers, and mm-hmm. and and you you go ahead and sign up sometimes without your parents' permission nowadays. And you get caught up in there. So I talk about that. and But that interest, talk about that interest. Yeah. That interest is your cash flow, that you're giving it away. You're giving mm. away your cash, your po- that could contribute to your cash flow. That three $400, you have to give it up. And that's, that's a lot of what the use of credit in a lot of situations, most situations, is the lack of money. You don't have it, you replace it with credit. Okay, so you know a lot about this because I've, I've heard different views on this, so I would like your opinion on this. Some people think it's best to just let the credit items fall off because after a certain amount of time, they do fall off the credit reports, from what I understand. Some people say it's best to make the payment and et cetera, et cetera. What is your view on it? Because if I remember correctly, I believe I read or heard somewhere that even if you make the payment, it normally does not come off the credit immediately, apparently. Right. 
my my view is to take responsibility for your actions, mm, uh, just okay. from a, just from just from a moral perspective. So again, I wrote the book for my kids, uh, and mm. I, I that's the way, that's what I teach them. I teach them that about taking the garbage out. I teach them that about their grades in school. Don't tell me it was your fault. What didn't you do? Take responsibility for your actions. So in that way, I have to be consistent. If you did it, own it. With, with, and pertaining to credit, give the creditor a call. Give the creditor a call. Let them know, hey, listen, I made a mistake. This is How can we work this out? Settle the account. If it's, if it's already charged off in collection, settle the account. Settle it. If it stays there, it stays there. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least over time, yes, over time, a late payment, a charge off, a collections account, it will not impact your score. But after seven years, then it will statutorily fall off. However, if it's still on there and you settled it after two years, it really not having an impact on your score. No one is expecting to look at your report and see a perfect report. This is life we're talking about. Things happen. Things happen. So there's no need to feel bad about it. It's just take responsibility for your actions and then act on it. Okay, okay. I, I and I, I definitely understand. You you saying the call to creditor it actually I'm I'm young but I have old ears and old eyes a bit. I like some of the older T V shows and movies and the older music and stuff. It always reminded me of the um Cedric Entertainer, his king of his um section in Kings of Comedy talking about uh, the president talking about some yo, I ain't got it. Tell them I can put some more <laughs> Right, right, right. Right. Oh, but it, it happens. It does. And that, that store credit card is the vein of my existence, boy. It's like all for a little, little, little a little self care, as the women like to put it, a little treat for myself in the morning. Yeah, a little lot. Yeah, yeah. You got some lingerie. You got some lingerie, right? A little self care. You just got some lingerie. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Trying to get me a little set so I can feel cute at, at my little college, going right. to school at Hanson University with all these people that I thought, you know, was balling out of control when all of us, most of us, was on scholarship, financial aid, a student loan of some kind. But you can't let nobody right. know that. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Trying to make right. myself feel good. Right. <laughs> Buy me a little set. Oh, I'm cute. I'm in college. I'm grown. And it's me looking back at me all these years later. And I'm still making right. payments on this bugger. This they come back every few months. They calling me, talking about ba da 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 da. I'm just like, oh lord. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's crazy. So you mentioned the stimulus and the pandemic and everything. What are your mm-hmm. feelings on the stimulus? Because some people think a second stimulus check will help. Other people feel like a second stimulus check will just put things in pause a bit more than what they already are. As somebody who seems to be passionate about these type of conversations, what is your opinion on all of this? Because I, I see both sides to a degree. Um, my thoughts on the stimulus are simple. I mean, it's just a it's just a, a fact that people were not prepared for any emergency. Mm, uh, very much. It, it so. does, whether it was the pandemic or any other any other event, it's 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 whatever how it deals with you as an individual, and some of the things I talk about in my book is how to be prepared for emergencies. So I mm. liken the pandemic to an emergency. Very and much so. You're, you're lucky in the sense that it's happening to the world. So the government 
is willing to step in. They've done it once, and it, it appears they're going to do it again at some point in time. However, it's suggested, it's suggested uh, that you have at least three to six months of emergency money available. Now, most people that have that, they're probably not worried about the pandemic. Mm. Uh, or the or, excuse me, the stimulus. They're not worried about the stimulus. Um, those that do not have it, you have to look and say, well, why don't I have it? Mm. And it's and and again, it comes down to you probably need to increase your cash flow. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go back to school to, mm-hmm. to, to change your field. That doesn't mean you have to go to work on Monday and demand more money and risk possibly <laughs> being fired. That, that doesn't mean that. That means that you can do things like what you're doing. You can you can do other things outside the box to increase your cash flow. Uh, sell sell some items on Amazon. Amazon's over. I mean, Amazon's going to do very well this Christmas. People are not leaving the house. They're going to be shopping on Amazon. What do you have on Amazon that you can sell? And sell it and increase your cash flow. Uh, changing the way you the way you spend. Mm. Change the way you spend. Changing what you, how frequently you spend. Um, buy items. Are you overbuying items? A lot of people overbuy on groceries. They overbuy. So overbuy these are some of the things. Overbuy. Okay, break groceries. that down for me a little bit. Because you know, folk like to eat, especially you know, you're you're a father, so you know about having multiple people in the house. When you say overbuy, what exactly do you mean? Well, for example, I grew up in a household. My grandfather, he uh-huh. he, he did he he did the shopping. My mother cooked okay. a lot. She baked, went to church, baked for the church. Church always had something going on. We had upstairs, we had a full set, full kitchen, full mm-hmm. of groceries. My grandfather would inventory the groceries. In other words, he would come in with cans. He would write the date on them. Downstairs, we had something similar to a walk-in closet, and that was full of groceries. Mm-hmm. I, I, now, that's fine. If you're paying your electric bill with your credit card and you're not going to eat this food for a month later, that's overbuying. Mm. That's overbuying. Buy what you can consume within a week week amount of time, within a week's time or two weeks' time, depending on how fast you're consuming the food. But don't buy an excess of items just because it's on sale where you can buy 10 and you buy 10 and you get two free or whatever the case may be. If you don't need it, you don't need it. It's just that simple. If you don't need it, you just you don't need it. So you really, we really have to close that up and fine-tune it and get into it because that extra money is part of your cash flow. It's part of your cash flow. And a lot of times, like I say, you're buying all that food, you're not going to consume it, and then you're using your credit to replace that money that's sitting down in the pantry or in those cabinets. That's very true. That's very, very true. Because I know right now, you know, I, you know, have a, I guess you could technically say a roommate. After college, I had to move back in the house. My mother and I, we split the bills for the most part, you know, at this time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's two of us. Um, However, Mm -hmm. sometimes because we know that, we won't get through something fast enough, she'll suggest we get the smaller size of something. Like, you know, if you have the big right. salad mixed size versus the smaller salad mixed size, it's like, are we going to really get through all of that without having to freeze some of it or some of it going bad? If we not, let's right. get the smaller one. If we have to go back and get some more, we have to go back and get some more, but at least we ain't wasting. 
you know, stuff like that. So I understand definitely what you mean because wasting is wasting food is wasting money for my listeners. So a lot of my listeners are like twenty five to thirty four. Wasted food is wasted money, but food ain't cheap. Food is not cheap. (laughs) Food is not cheap. Food ain't food ain't cheap at all. As a single person, that's what really got me like that because I found myself throwing stuff away. I found myself throwing stuff away, and I'm like, I'm over buying. Get get with them freezer bags. Y'all learn to freeze that bad boy. Get with them freezer bags or something. Right. Make, make, right. make it stretch, man. Do something. Right. But okay, definitely, definitely. So, and I, I agree 100% with what you're saying. And I honestly feel like as much as this pandemic was something that no one is happy about the pandemic, I do think the pandemic, is a hitting blessing for some, blessing for some for the fact that it caused them to address some things, whether it's issues in the house and because everybody's in the house more stuff that ain't been talked about is having to come back up, or people mm-hmm. are finally given a bit of the courage because they were kind of I don't want to say kicked into it, but people finally starting up small side small businesses or side hustles, however you want to term whatever term you want to use to be able to help maybe make up for less hours or something of that nature, or maybe, you know, the job's not in place. Um, me, yes. I, I left my job in June due to the fact of the practices after the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. I worked at all center, so I made okay. good money. However, it was very chaotic before the pandemic and how the procedure worked. And after the pandemic and us getting sent to work from home, it got worse. Right. It got even worse. And I was like, you know, this money is not worth the stress. It, right. it was right. wearing my nerves. We could, You couldn't get in touch right. with no supervisor. The customers right. was getting right. crazier. Um, uh-huh. Somebody called me the N-word on one of the calls because oh, wow. customers is more stressed out because of all this stuff. And I right. did customer service call center for an Internet company primarily. They did Internet uh-huh. cable and um, telephone and the Internet security. Okay. So, of course, Internet became a bigger deal. Big after deal. the pandemic, because everybody's at home, work from home, school from home. So the service ain't working. They want somebody now. You can't give it to them. Folk calling. It, it was, it was, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm, and I had already been thinking about leaving because the procedure was not tight. It was just chaos, but it got worse. Yeah. I said, you know what? Right. Now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, you. Yes, you right there. Looking for a nice outfit for that nice holiday girls night out. Or my girl over here who is looking for something cute to wear to the New Year's Eve party. With the mask, of course. Or better yet, my girl over there who's looking for maybe a cute outfit that can help make them curves pop like nothing else can. I have something just for you. Take your phone out now and go to www.itfitsyoutube.com. That's www.capital I, lowercase t, capital F, I-T-S, a capital U, the number two, dot com, where they have sizes from small all the way to 3X. Nothing is a problem when it comes to that style. You can also follow them on IG at itfitsyoutube. 
you all go make those payments. They have an installment program that is amazing through Cecil. And they also have fast, reliable shipping. Shoot, I'm about to go get me something now. So y'all better go there for I buy everything up, all right? Peace and enjoy the rest of the show. Today's episode is also sponsored by SS Styles and Boutique, located in Chesapeake. Follow them on Instagram and social media and find out more about their amazing appointments and their amazing products, which include their 4C castor oil infused edge control and their extra strength growth oil. Ain't worth it. I left the Mm. job. I saw my Etsy shop. Now I will say I wish I had planned better. Because I thought my empty right. shop was just gonna go pew, and right. it kind of a, a lot of work. Pew. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it hit the hill. What's well, with it? A little bit. <laughs> okay, with definitely. With it. Um, and with the podcasting, you know, I started the podcast. I wasn't even charging people to come on the show at first. Um, my well, at this time he's my boyfriend. At the time he was my friend. He actually gave me this idea of you know okay. doing the promotional stuff and the interviews and stuff like that, and that's right. bringing in actually a decent amount of money at this time because I started yeah. that back up recently over Black Friday and everything. So it's just finding ways to you know get get stuff taken care of. And as you said, because it's happening to the world, people are I feel like people are at a place where they're willing to work with people in a way that they weren't before because they understand. Because it ain't just happening to one person. Everybody right. getting any, a taste of it. Or any one group of people. Or any one group of people. Exactly. Everybody getting the taste of it. From the biggest right. to the smallest. The bigger ones, That's it might right. not affect them as much, but they still getting a taste of it. The right. stock, the stock right. market is trash right now. Meaning the rich people that make money off their stocks normally, they buying stocks real cheap, but they not really making money off them bad boys that they was before. Like, you know, well, everybody getting a It depends. It depends. It depends. I mean, I'm in the stock market. It's not mm-hmm. as bad. Um, my next oh, book will cover got, a little bit. It got worse at one point because I've dealt with stocks it, a little bit myself. They taught us yeah, um, yeah. business journalism, and we had to learn about the stocks and everything. It's actually better right, to buy good. the stocks right now, but the value of the it stocks is. is not nearly as high as it was before the pandemic. So, you know, right. it kind of depends. You're right. If you're somebody coming in, this is actually a good time. If you're somebody that's this already in it, it's kind of neutral for you right now. You, you your stocks probably ain't balling out of control, depending on what your stocks are in. So right, it's a little hard to read. It's a little hard to read. Yeah, everybody's right. getting a little bit of a taste of it. So, yep. I could definitely agree with that. So you, um, you give me a feel of somebody that has many different streams of income. What else do you do along with the books? Is there anything else you're doing? Because you, you give me the feel oh, yeah, of a multiple a, uh, streams of income type of guy <laughs> with all this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do agree with that. I um well I have a I have a construction business. I've been a carpenter since nineteen ninety two. Come on man. And uh yeah, I've been a carpenter since nineteen ninety two. So now I uh subcontract from a property management company and that, that usually keeps me pretty busy. Um and I have a couple other uh, ventures that I'm working on, a couple other joint ventures that I'm working on. Okay. Other joint ventures. I, I'm not I'm not gonna put them out there right now because we're still nah, in the beta phase. Nah, don't do that. Phase. Don't mess that up. Yeah, up yeah, we're still in the bad. we're still in the beta phase of those those uh, things, but it's going pretty good. It's actually going pretty good. That that's great to hear. And I really um, it was actually one of my professors. Um, her name was if I remember correctly. I believe her name was Tiffany. If I remember correctly, Miss 
Um, and she was one of my professors at Hampton. And I remember her saying, if you do not got five streams of income, you are not having enough money coming in. <laughs> she said, you have multiple streams of income. She was a professor. Mm-hmm. She was a psychologist. I remember she had a radio show, and I believe she has books. And I think she did some speaking engagements. She had, like, uh-huh. five different ways she used her psychology degree to make that right. money. And it was to a place that if Hampton decided to let her go, her boat would not sink. And that's the thing. Well, that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing people afraid because that's they have all. That's my as my mom would say, put all their eggs in one basket. Mm. And, uh, so, and you don't want to pass that down. You don't want to keep passing that down for generation and generation. Uh, my son, I mean, you haven't asked the question. My son for his fifteenth birthday, uh, right before he was fourteen, he said that. Um, he said, "When can I start working?" He was about to be fifteen mm-hmm. weeks away. And I thought to myself, that's around the age where I was tired of hearing, no, I can't get this, I can't get that. Mm-hmm. And I went and, got a, I went and got a job in my freshman year at a grocery store. I started off making $4.15 an hour, okay? Now, Ooh, okay. The, minimum, the, minimum, the minimum wage where I am right now in Charlotte, North Carolina, is $7.25. Same that's place, same wage. here in Virginia. They need, they're supposed to be taking okay. it next year. We'll see about that. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's on – it's been legislated to go up like 50 cents mm-hmm. a year for the next five years or something like that. But that's not where this thing is going. It's not going mm-hmm. to just having a job. So what I did for his 50th birthday, I, uh, I created a line, a clothing line. So I gave that to him, and now he has that stream of income coming in. And he, and he can just focus on his school. Marketing, mm-hmm. he would wear it to school. You go in there anyway. Wear it to school. Have people ask you where you got that instead of asking people where they got what they wear. And so that's uh, that, that's that's working out pretty good because of the pandemic. Because it launched this February, because of the pandemic, we haven't been really able to market the way we wanted to. But we have a pre-launch this uh, February. And, but it has been able to. He has been doing enough sales to make a small profit and cover his monthly overhead. Go ahead, boy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that. Daddy said, you know what, well, you ain't gonna get a job. We're gonna get you a small business. We we gonna teach you yeah. how to make this money yourself. I I I love that. I love that completely. Yeah. It reminds me of the parents they say for the eighteenth birthday they'll give their children like a a trust fund or something of that nature. Something where they can actually be able or get them like teach them how to do the stocks or something of that nature. Something so right. they're not so dependent on other people. There's nothing wrong with, you know, everybody needs somebody's help to a certain degree, but if that person changes up or things change where XYZ can't happen anymore, because unfortunately, even with unemployment, they're so backed up. Let's say you get laid yep. off and you're able to collect unemployment, you ain't seeing your money for a few months. You're not seeing it. Because technically, because I left during the pandemic, my job listed my leaving actually as a termination because I guess they wanted to make sure I could still get unemployment. You know what I'm saying? Because they knew the reasons why I left. Unfortunately, with that, I guess allegedly I answered something incorrectly on my questionnaire. And, yeah, so you already know what's going on. They said they had to be investigated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was months ago. And I still ain't heard nothing from nobody. You know, they got these little special PIN numbers now and we just moved, right. so I got to find that paperwork so I can even talk to them now to see what's going right. on. So I got to go up in the boxes. 
that the few boxes that left that's got to still be unpacked. There's a few boxes because we've only been here two weeks of some change, and, you know, with Thanksgiving and okay. stuff, when everything ain't fully unpacked because, you know, you're trying to have your Thanksgiving moments and yada, yada, yada. So I got to right. go through these are boxes. Find a, yes, we are renting. My okay. mother wants to own a home. That is her goal. Her goal is to have a uh-huh. home when it's all said and done. Well, definitely get the book. I talk about that, how to move into, how to make large purchases, which okay. um, purchasing a home, purchasing a car for most people is one of the largest ones they'll ever do. But purchasing a home is considered a large purchase. <clears throat> I talk about that in the book, how to put yourself in that position and how to be realistic. A lot mm. of people are not, real, are not realistic about doing it. So how to be realistic. Uh, but going back to you renting, and your mom putting herself in position, and you and her both, and even your listeners, make sure that you're having the rent payments reported to the credit bureau. Make sure that your rent payments are being reported. Make sure the rent payments are reported to the Uh, credit bureau. Yes. Now, you can go to, I'm going to throw out two names. One is Rent Reporters. Okay. RentReporters.com. You can go there, sign up. They'll verify that you're actually a a tenant there. And mm-hmm. then they'll report it. They will go back up to two years. I'm not sure how long you've been there. Okay. And the other the other one is rental karma. Rental karma. So go go to both of those places, sign up. I don't have I don't have any affiliation with them. So I'm mm-hmm. not getting paid to say that. <laughs> no um, commission, y'all. <laughs> no, I'm not getting paid to say that. Um but I know that this is something that we don't do, but we spend a lot of time renting and then when we go it's not showing. We're not getting credit for it. It's not on our credit report. So we, we should yeah. get credit for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You said rent, rent, rental reporters or? Yeah, um, yeah rent reporters. Rent, rent reporters, reporters. Okay. And rental, rental, yes, and rental karma. And rentalkarma.com. And karma with a K. Yes. Okay, so rentalreporters.com yes. and rentalkarma.com. To my listeners, mm-hmm. I'll make sure I'll put those links in the description box. For those who want to be able to click that and see exactly what he's talking about, I'll make sure I have it in the description yeah. box for my listeners, along with the information about his book. Okay. Now, if I, you're go, now if you're going to do that, uh-huh. you may want to get an affiliate link so you can get paid. I put it out there, but it is what it is. Anything you can do to bring it back into the cash flow. Okay. Okay. Affiliate link. Okay. I'll I'll look at all that. My my listeners, y'all. I, I'm. I have that there for y'all, and I look at all that myself. Okay, wow. Yeah. I really, I, I love the fact that you're definitely using your experiences and what you've learned to help other people who do not know for the fact of, well, I do want to ask you this final question before we wrap up, because this is mm-hmm. something that's being debated about a lot on and off over the years, and it's kind of coming back up again. It came up, my mother's a board member on a board for a neighborhood, and it mm-hmm. came up on Actually, forgive me, she's a member of um, an insurance company. She's trying to get into that insurance selling to be able to bring in some additional income, and this came up during one of their workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, due to student loans and how student loans work, because me, I do, my two my, student my loans are small and they're federal due to the fact mm-hmm. that Hampton granted me a scholarship covered tuition room and board. The two student loans I have were for a summer session, because as I stated earlier, I was homeless at one point, and I needed somewhere to stay over the summertime. So I decided to stay on campus, take some extra classes, and do right. that to, you know, give me somewhere to stay and knock out some credits at the same time. So I did two small student loans, 5500 you know, one subsidized, one unsubsidized, so the interest is not crazy, you know, 
et cetera, et cetera. Right now it's in forbearance mm-hmm. because it's federal because of the pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. So the interest right. is not really crazy. Unfortunately, you have people with these private student loans, and mm-hmm. that interest is a whole other animal. There are right. a lot of people due to the fact of experience seeming to be valued more for a lot of jobs now than it was 20 years ago. There are some people that are arguing that a college education honestly is not necessary, and there are some even arguing that college is a scam in a way for the fact of you're racking up all this money to not even use your degree. What are your feelings Mm -hmm. about this being somebody that, if I'm correct, is college educated and has all this knowledge of credit and cash flow and how these things work? What is your opinion on this? Because I, I love my degree and I love my experience in college. However, I'm once again I'm able to see it from both sides of it because I was lucky. Right. I was one of the lucky ones. And my little small right. student loans broke my nerves, but it's nothing compared to some of the stuff I've heard or have seen. You know, being in college, you know, people right. in the financial aid lines, you know, having to deal with X, Y, and Z, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and so I, I got right. a small taste of it compared to most people's experience. Hundred thousand dollars of student loans. And it's 10 years later, and they still got student loans in their face. So what is your opinion about all of that? All right. That's good. That's that's a very good question. It's a loaded question. It's both, it's both simple and complex at the same time. The first part is I'm, I'm, I didn't graduate college. I, I went right after high school. I went to a post-grad school, which mm. totally dealt totally dealt with a technical school that totally dealt with carpentry. I've done that. And I have taken online courses for what I needed for business. So you didn't go to a traditional college, but you did go get I, higher education. I, okay. I did. I, I did. I did. I went. Uh, I went both brick and mortar and um, and online. Okay. okay. Wow. A lot of people are doing I, that. I did both. Though. I did both. My thoughts. And it's a good question because my son, my kids now, I tell them all the time. I like college. I like learning. It teaches you how to learn. The one thing moving forward, regardless of your education, regardless if you have a degree or you do not, you have to you have to have the skill of learning. College gives you that skill, I believe. It gives you that skill after high school of how to learn, how to research, how to study, how to appropriate your time the right way with so many things going on before you actually get into the real world. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, now you have to take your time in picking your major, you know, depending on what it's going to be. Take your time, study it, make sure that what you're going to school for in the next four years is not going to be a need for it anymore. I think a lot of people find that they want to go to school for whatever it was, but there's no need for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like if you talk about you talk about teachers, for instance, What's going to happen now that we're getting this Zoom stuff? Oh, Lord. <laughs> are we, we going to need less teachers over the next 10 years? Mm. So, you know, things of that nature. So go for something that is going to be needed in the years to come. I do, I do agree with going to school. I do agree with that, going to college. I do agree with that. That's great. That is great. I, I love because I, I understand it from both sides for the fact of, I know me, myself, I went to school for journalism. I have a love for writing and a love for music. And I was like, okay, music probably might not make the money I need to help these bills. 
So we all go right. for something else I like to do that might be a little more concrete, in my opinion. Um, my original yeah. degree studying was print journalism because mm-hmm. I went to, for all my people listening, you know, Hanson University, class of 2017, Onyx 10, you know, blue and white. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pipe. Right. Um, with that uh-huh. being the case, um, originally in a journalism school, because it's a script school of journalism, we used to, we mm-hmm. call you ourselves um, script pugs. You got to say that P uh-huh. with emphasis because people hear it a little differently. Right. <laughs> they they think you're saying right. something else. We ain't talking about Players Club. We, we talk about journalism. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, there was print journalism, there was broadcast journalism, and then there was strategic communication. Journalism being more newspaper, broadcast being more anchor, you know, news type stuff, and it's strategic communication. Mm-hmm. That's more like for all my people that know about scandal, that's similar to what Olivia Pope's character used to do, you know, being able to market people's brands and things of that nature. I was going for print journalism because as much as people have told me that, you know, I'm a good speaker and yada, 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 I really did not want to be in front of the camera like that. That was not my original goal, which is funny looking back (laughs) on that now due to the fact that um, God set it up that ended up doing the TV interview with um, TPI Zone for Christian Broadcast Network earlier this year. So that's funny looking uh-huh. back on that now. Wow. At the time, I did not want to wow. be in front of the camera like that. Um, mm-hmm. As a result of that, I did print. And I remember that was my freshman year. I took my major early because my scholarship was only for four years, so I couldn't afford to do right. any extra semesters and whatnot. I wanted to make sure we were getting the credits knocked out as soon as possible. I had like 18 right. credits, I think, in my first semester. I was playing no games. Like, we wow. graduated on time. Right. Um, with right. that being stated, they actually right. merged the print and broadcast journalism majors my sophomore year into just journalism and then strategic. And I remember going to my one of my deans at the time, one of my professors, um, Mr. Butler, and I was going to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was real cool. He was one of the late the – whole, the whole system was very laid back with journalism. They were very, you know, come talk to me anytime. But he was the coolest mm-hmm. out of everybody, Eli Butler. And I remember I went oh, to wow. him. <laughs> and, yes, he had worked with, you know, VH1 and different big names and stuff. You wow. know, we would have the classes. And he would be like, look, I'm going to give y'all y'all tests. Y'all have to be able to prepare basically a summary of something going on in the news um, on site, meaning like basically he would have us come in and he would call mm-hmm. two random names. You had to be able to stand up and talk about something that happened in that week's news. Like that. If you did not have it right, you got a ding on that thing. And because of that, right. he kept it really loose. He said, now, look, we can do it like this, and we talk about stuff that's really going on. If y'all mm-hmm. start slacking up and y'all don't have this stuff ready to talk about it, when I say so, we're going to go to textbooks. And everybody right. made sure they had their stuff ready. I don't, it may have been one time, if then, if somebody didn't have it ready. Other than that, about wow. everybody had it ready because we liked the fact we would go in there. Uh, when Kanye dropped, dropped the Yeezus song, we talked about that in class. Um, when right. the comment came up about Nicki Minaj, you know, being the greatest rapper of all time back in 2013, when that conversation first came up, we talked about that. Um, right. The mm, J. Cole um, video for um, Crooked Smile, you know, dealing with, you know, the war against drugs and how it negatively actually affects the communities because it's the over-arrest and stuff. We talked about that. We talked about the good stuff. But right. he was real cool. I love Mr. Butler. But with all that being said, I remember we went to Mr. Butler because there will be a few of us sitting in his office running our mouths and talking to him and stuff when his off time. He'll let us sit in there. We run our mouths. We're talking to him, chilling. He was like, yeah, yo, why right. did they merge these these majors, man? They messing up my fuck. I take classes, stuff I don't need. 
He said, look, right. he said they don't, they not trying to hire people the way they used to. They want to hire right. the least amount of people they can and get the most done. Mm-hmm. Because of that, mm-hmm. you can't just be able to write no more. You got to be able to write. You got to be able to set up the camera. You got to be able to get the B-roll recorded. You got to be able right. to be on the mic, say what needs to be exactly. said, say back to you, and then be able to edit it all and submit it to them without them having to really do anything. They said, he was like, y'all got to be able to do everything. Y'all no longer can just do one thing anymore. They're not hiring right. for that. Right. And I remember that stuck with me for the fact that it really seems like the population is increasing, but the desire to use people is decreasing at the same time. And that's very strange. Oh, but that seems to be the case in every industry. It's more robotic. Well, and not only is it more robotic, but they want you to be able to do more so they can hire less. Well, labor is one of the most expensive things in business. Exactly. They don't want to pay for labor no more. They like we no. got. They like we rather pay thousand dollars to make a computer that can do it than pay y'all waiters. <laughs> right. Create a software and create that, and then we're good. And then I mean, the person that makes the software, they get paid. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So more importantly, that's why I say we have. To, I, I talk about side hustles in the book as well. You have to you have to have streams of income. You have to. And mm-hmm. in, in, in my next book, I'll talk a little bit more about investment, what to invest in. This is kind of the foundation. Get your good credit, increase your cash flow, and then we'll go into what you need to do with it once it's set up. I like that. I'm going to like that. Well, listeners, I'm, I'm going to let him go because I don't want to hold him forever because he got the good conversation. <laughs> you know, I can go forever. Yeah. But yeah. I will be putting the link to the book information as well as those links he gave. I'll be putting that information in the description box. Um, Daryl, where can we find you and where can we find this book? Because this sounds very interesting. I might go and take a peek at it myself. You're the second person you I done told I'm going to take a peek at their book. You're the second author that got me <laughs> on to take a peek. Yeah. So the book can be found. You have the Kindle version as well as the payback on Amazon. Type in the search bar, Christmas is coming. Um, scroll down. I think it's like a couple, three books down once you type that in. Christmas is coming. Um, the subtitle is All I Want for Christmas is Good Credit and Positive Cash Flow. You can also get... <laughs> I like that's that. It. That's it right there. You can also get a signed copy from my publishing website, which is www.chargeit, the number two, myhead.com. So that's chargeittomyhead.com. All right. I like that. I like that. And can they find you on social media? I know some people don't fool with social media due to their other reasons. Some fool with it because it's good for business. It it depends on, on who how they roll. I'm on social media, but the best way to contact me is to go through the publishing website. Um, okay. My email, is, my email is there. If there's anything, if a reader, if they read the book and they have a question about something, they can email me. Um, I don't normally put that out there for that, but it sounds like you have a younger audience. Yeah, and, uh, about that's 23 case, to 34 yeah. is normally the average audience yeah, member that, here. So, yeah. That's good. That's very good because it's imperative that you – the world is changing so much um, so based on the questions you've asked me and, uh, you know, the challenging things of should I go to college or should I not. Uh, mm-hmm. Those type of things are happening. But either way, whatever you do, you just need to be prepared. You just need to be prepared. And, and like I say, based on what I've learned, I've been able to write this book, not just for my kids who are still teenagers, but for anyone else that, that needs it. And I'm pretty sure every reader will find something 
from this book. They will take something from this book. Definitely. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Daryl, for joining us here on today. Thank you. you know, thank you. I appreciate it so much. I, I definitely will have to try to definitely get you back because, you know, depending on how all this stuff worked with this stimulus and everything else, I definitely want to hear your opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. The main thing to remember, the main thing to remember, at the end of the day, we have to look. Each individual has to look, and we have to ask ourselves, what have I learned from all this? Mm. What have I learned? If you're living, you should be learning. If you're living, you should be learning. If you're living, you should be learning. So at the end of the day, what have we learned? What are we learning from this stimulus? Are we, as an individual, am I prepared? If I'm not prepared, how do I get prepared? It's not It's not just a pandemic. It's an emergency. Mm. That is amazing. Well, I thank you once again so much for joining me on today, Daryl. To all my listeners, I hope you all enjoyed this. I know I did. As I said, the link will be in the description box. I thank y'all for joining me on this week, and I look forward to seeing you all again. All I want for Christmas is good credit, and let the church say amen. (laughs) Have a great day. All right, all right, all right, all right. Peace.